Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. I'm joined today by my handsome husband, Dewey. Hi, Dewey. Thanks for helping me out with this. Oh, you bet. Uh, Hello, my beautiful wife, and hello to all the cat fans out there. We're here today to give some resources and help on how to live better with your cat and make life easier. Yeah, and today I want to talk about what to feed your cat. Now, I know we've done a podcast on this subject before, kind of early on in in our Cat Talk Radio days. And I've done one on feeding raw food, but I thought today what I really want to do is just simplify this message for people because I seem to repeat this information a lot. Why do you think you have to repeat it? Do people ask you about uh, feeding a lot? Well, they do, but it also seems to come up in cases like um, just earlier this week, I was out on a, on a behavior case for a cat that was inappropriate urination outside the litter box and the, and the client, I wasn't going to bring up food because I don't want to overwhelm people with what to do to fix the problem at hand. You know, I want to give them a few things to start with and then we can look at other things as, as time goes by and you know, the food, what he was feeding the cats didn't have anything to do with why the cat was peeing outside the litter box. But in the course of the consult, he asked, is this good food? Well, it wasn't. It was horrible food. And so I said, no. And he's like, oh, wow, well, what should I be feeding him? And so it launched off into this nutrition thing that I hadn't planned on on really going into at the time. And then You know, on other occasions, there are some aspects about feeding which do affect the behavior of cats. So I will bring it up and recommend it, you know, when I think it directly involves the cat. But I think it's a a conversation I'd like to have with every cat owner. You really need to know what is good food, what is bad food, what you should be feeding your cat. You know, this is a topic, as you mentioned, that we have talked about before in some of our podcasts, but I can see it needing to be repeated, and, and maybe you might bring it out, you know, bring it to light a little bit better. So um, why don't you hone in on some of the key points? Okay. I can do that. I can think of, I can think of five things. If, I had, if everybody just did five simple things... You're going to laugh simple, I guess, when I go through these. But if you just do five simple things, then you'll be feeding your cat potentially much better than you're feeding it today. And um, and and I want everybody to have some paper and a pen because write these things down. And there's going to be some other things that's not going to be easy to remember that I'm going to share with you such as the formula for how much to feed your cat, should you want to get real specific. So go get a piece of paper, get something to write with, and take some notes. That's a good idea. So let's, let's 
you want to line out the five things first uh, for people to uh, write down so they can follow, or do you want to just jump right into each one? No, let's just go one by one. So okay, I what's the first one? Item. Okay, so the first one is feed canned food or raw food, not dry food. And the reason behind that is because, well, let me just tell you what's wrong with dry food. There are three things really wrong with dry food, three main things. There's many more things, but the water content is way too low in dry food. So in the wild, your cat eats prey, and that prey has an 86% water body content, just like our bodies do, and they get the majority of their hydration from the food that they eat in the wild. So when you take them in your home and you feed them dry food, then you're dehydrating your cat, which in the long run is gonna lead to kidney issues. It may lead to urinary tract infections, crystals in the urine, that kind of thing. So water content is the, is the biggest thing. You need to make sure that your cat is getting lots of hydration. People who feed dry food go, but my cat drinks a lot of water. And I go, well, yeah, because he's dehydrated as heck. I drink a lot of water when I'm dehydrated too. But they need the water from their food source. You know, these guys are descendants of desert cats. So their instinct is not to drink a lot of water. They get the water from their prey. They can't possibly drink enough water on a dry food diet to be the amount of hydration that they need. So that's the first thing. And the second thing about dry food is the carb load is just way too high. I mean, you know, it's it's just way too high. They're full of carbohydrates and carbs can wreak havoc on a cat's blood sugar and insulin balance, which will predispose them to diabetes. So, you know, also a note is grain-free doesn't always mean low carb since potatoes and peas are used instead of grains. So it, it's the carbs are just too high. It'd be like me eating mac and cheese all day, every day. I would love it, but it wouldn't be good for me. And the other thing about dry food is the protein is the wrong type. It's, you know, it's too high in plant-based protein versus animal-based proteins. So the animal-based proteins is where the amino acids come from, which cats really need. But plant proteins are a lot cheaper than meat proteins. So, of course, pet food companies have a much higher profit margin when they use corn and wheat and soy and rice and, and things like that. You know, that's interesting that you say it that way because, you know, uh, talk a little bit about what we do because I know that we have dry food that we put out, but describe what that is versus what typical dry food is. Yeah, so we're using what a freeze-dried raw food. So this, this food is starting out as a whole carcass, you know, meat, bones, organs, um, and they freeze dry it so they remove the hydration from that food in a very slow air dried process not in a high temperature baking process so when you bake dry food kibble you know kibble um and thank you for pointing that out because i am talking about kibble dry kibble versus you know freeze-dried raw food 
Um, but when you make dry kibble, they have to bake it at like 170 degrees and it bakes all the nutrients out of the food. And then they have to come back and spray synthetic nutrients on that dry food to make it compliant with AFCO standards. And those synthetic nutrients are not bioavailable to the cat. So it just goes in at one end and out the other and your cat's not getting the nutrients it needs. It's why the cat will blow up and get fat on dry food, but not so much wet food. So to back to your question, I take that freeze-dried raw food and we rehydrate it with bone broth. We use Joanne Bondi, uh, who's local here in Dallas, Texas. At, she's at the farmer's market and she makes a pet bone broth. We use chicken bone broth and it's this kind of gelatin, thick, globby, like just full of protein for cats and, and I warm that up and then I crumble the freeze-dried raw in it when we're hydrating. Now, at night, we will put the freeze-dried raw with no hydration in the food timer. That's the only time that we feed um, dry. I guess there is another time. We do have a like a pelletized freeze-dried raw that comes from Vital Essentials also that is really good. Again, it's it's baked at lower temperatures. It's still got all the great nutrients in there. It's a raw food source you know, that kind of thing. But kibble is different. Don't feed dry kibble. The, the, the thing is, if you just remember this, the worst, cheapest, nastiest, junkiest canned cat food is better than the top line premium dry kibble that you can feed. So if you think, wrap your mind around that, you'll understand that hydration is so important to a cat. So, you know, feed canned, don't feed dry. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's a good uh, distinction between the two. So what's next on the list? What, what should we look at next? So when I tell people that, they go, okay, so what kind, what brand? The brand doesn't matter. I just want you to write down these five things to avoid. Read the ingredient labels, which means you're probably going to have to take a little magnifying glass to the store or look at it on your phone. Sometimes that helps too. But read the ingredient lists and avoid byproducts of any kind, corn, wheat, gluten, soy. Those are the five. And then I'm also going to say avoid the fish flavors. Fish flavors. That always, uh, you know, I don't know why it is, and maybe you talk a little bit about fish as it relates to it, but, you know, it seems like cats and fish are always in that same conversation sometimes, or at least uh, that's one of the things that people think that they could feed their, their cat. And I know you've talked a little bit about that in the, the past. Tell us a little bit about feeding your cat fish. It's kind of like the kitten drinking out of a saucer of milk. It's an old myth. You know, people think, oh, here's a cat outside, let's give it a little bowl of milk and, and a fresh fish and it will be happy. But the reason that I don't like fish for cats is it's a very high allergy potential. Lots and lots of cats are food intolerant to fish. It has, uh, fish has very, is very high in toxins and mercury contamination you know, you gotta remember, they're not eating the same fish we're eating, right? They're eating a lower grade of fish than people. And in fish, there, you know, there's so many plastics in the ocean that the plastic particles 
get into the fish meat, which makes fish high in what's called PBDEs, which are fire retardant chemicals. And there have been studies that show that those are thyroid disruptors. Um, they're also high, fish is high in, in phosphorus, which is very hard for the kidneys to process. Um, and it's highly addictive, which is a problem. So if you start feeding your cat fish, kind of like me and macaroni and cheese, it's highly addictive. And that's all that cat wants to eat is fish. And it's not good for it. And the other things that I mentioned you know, byproducts are, again, they're a very, very cheap protein source, which doesn't really contain a lot of nutrients that a cat needs. It's going to be like the beaks and feet and things like that. It's not horrible. Again, the worst cat food and canned cat food in the world is still better than feeding dry. However, um, if you want to feed your cat a quality canned food with good nutrients, don't get any byproducts in it. Um, and then the wheat, gluten, corn, and soy, those are all very high on the list of potential food allergens and, and intolerances for cats. So avoid those. They, they don't need any of that, and it's, it's just filler that can wreak havoc on their system. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. Here's something else I've heard you talk about and I've actually learned in the past. It's kind of like watching calories when you're uh, going to eat something and, and looking at calories. There's a KCAL. I believe that you use for animals to kind of determine how much of that you feed them. Is that right? Yeah. So number three on the things that I recommend. So first I get asked, what do I feed? Feed canned food. Second is what canned food? I just gave you those things to avoid in the ingredient label. And the third thing is, well, how much should I be feeding them? So every can comes with a recommendation and they're all different. They don't follow any standards. So I'm going to give you a formula to get your pen and your paper ready. So the first thing you have to do is you convert your cat's weight in pounds. And if you don't know what that is, you get on a scale, weigh yourself. You go then pick up your cat, get back on that same scale, weigh yourself, subtract the two, and that's how much your cat weighs. So get your cat's weight in pounds, convert that to kilograms. And we do that by multiplying the weight of the cat times 0.4535. So for instance, if your cat is 11 pounds, which is about average, that would equal 5 kilograms. So then we take that kilograms to figure out the daily kcal intake for the cat. We're going to take the kilograms times 30 plus 70. So if we take our 11-pound cat, that's 5 kilograms times 30 plus 70, it equals 220 kcals a day. Now, if your cat's obese and needs to lose weight, you feed 70% of that. So then you would multiply that by 0.70. So you go, well, okay, that doesn't help me. What can, you know, how, how many cans a day is that? Again, it's very different by brand. Now, I went out in our garage and grabbed a handful of cat food cans for this particular purpose. And I'm going to give you an example. So I have in my hand a product from Merrick, which is a great cat food brand. I have the chicken pate, grain-free pate. I have my magnifying glass. And <laughs> I'm reading and it says calorie content. You'll see... 
like this says, 1,110 kcals per kilogram or 110 kcals per three ounce can. So that's what you want. And, and this is on a metabolized energy or an, an as fed basis. That's what you want is how many kcals per can. So this has 110 kcals per can. Now, this is one of those smaller cans, the so 3.3 ounces. So that would mean I would need to feed my cat, my 11-pound cat, two of these cans a day to get to the 220 kcals. But I have another can here, same size can, 3.3-ounce can. This is from a brand called Wholehearted, also grain-free, chicken recipe flaked in gravy. And it says... It is 73 kcals per can. So again, it gives it 916 kcals per kilogram. Just ignore that part. You're looking for the part that tells you how many kilograms by can. So as you can see, I, I'd have to feed like two, about two and three quarters almost cans of this for the same 11-pound cat as I would the Merrick. And now I've got another can of cat food here. This is a brand you probably haven't seen. It's called Raws, R-A-W-Z. This one is the rabbit pate. It contains 96% of rabbit in it. It's a very high-quality canned food. It's, it's steam-cooked. So, again, it, it keeps a lot of the nutrients in it. It's a great, great cat food if you can get it. It's, it's hard to find. Um, it says it has 172 kcals per can. So for my 11-pound cat, I'd have to feed, you know, roughly a little over a can, a can and a teaspoonful probably of that a day. So if you don't want to go to all that trouble, you can also, just as kind of a general rule of thumb, 20 kcals per pound of your cat will kind of get you to the same formula um, that is loose if you want it exact and especially if your cat's obese and you want to cut down on its weight then I suggest you use that formula and if you didn't have a pen and paper and uh, well you could pause this podcast and <laughs> go get one and rewind it or you could just shoot me an email and I'd be happy to send it to you in an email and you can find me molly at cattalkradio.com so that was number three how much to feed your cat and so uh, you know that feels like I, I just did a math lesson and I don't know that I have all my numbers right but uh, I came up with 11 pound cat needing 10,000 kcals so I did some math thing wrong I'm sure so better to go back and check that again <laughs> now that would yeah. be correct <laughs> no what about the frequency? <laughs> what about the frequency of feeding? Yes, that's number four. I get asked all the time, okay, now I've got how much to feed. And most people say, so I, I've been in the morning and then at night, and then I just leave dry food out all day. So if you tell me to take my dry food up, is feeding it in the morning and the night enough? And the answer is no, it's not. Because in the wild, your little kitty will eat nine to ten small meals a day. And we got to try to replicate what happens in the wild best we can in the house because 
he still has 96% DNA link to his ancestors. And what he needs as a natural species is very important. So I'm not saying you have to feed your cat nine or ten times a day. If you could, it'd be great. They'd love it. So what I suggest for people is to feed a minimum of three times a day plus a food timer. So you get four time feeding in there. So feed them 20 minutes after you get up. Feed again about 30, somewhere in that window. Feed again right when you get home from work, which is usually 5.36. And then feed again right before you go to bed. And if you're gone from the house all day and you can't do that midday feeding, then use a food timer. I have an expensive, very good food timer link to Amazon on my website. If you go under resources, it'll say products. And then go to the food and nutrition section, and you'll see that food timer in there. And um, and that's what we do. And then we set the food timer at night um, for like about three hours and sleep through the night. This food timer comes with a little tiny cold pack. So you just put your canned food in there, whatever your serving is. So, you know, if I'm feeding two Of these three and a half ounce cans, I'm going to feed a half a can per serving. Nice and easy to figure out. Here's another tip for you. Don't put the other half in the refrigerator in the can. So feed the half a can and then put what's left in a Tupperware container because once air touches that metal inside the can, it releases a flavor and maybe even a smell that the cats don't like. Oftentimes I hear, well, my cat will eat it when it's fresh, but it won't eat the leftovers. And that's two reasons. Uh, One is because it smells and two is because it's cold. So you've also got to warm up the food. The ideal way is to let it sit in some warm water, not to microwave it, but microwaving it to get the chill off of it works as well. So I recommend feed them a lot, feed them as much as you can. Now we work from home. So Tabasco gets fed, oh gosh, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, it gets fed six or seven times a day. Sometimes eight if he's being particularly annoying. But um, I would say feed your cat four times a day, three in person if you can, and one on the timer. And if you can't do that, do two in person and two on the timer. Awesome. So uh, that takes care of four of the items on the list of fives. Talk to us about number five. So number five is just kind of my hodgepodge miscellaneous category i kind of have two things wrapped up in five feed your cat in a flat dish not a, a deep bowl because your cat has actually has blood vessels and nerve endings in their whiskers and with they have to shove their face into a narrow bowl it's very irritating after a while and it might not eat as much as it needs to and that eating becomes uncomfortable So, I mean, you can even feed them on one of those small paper plates if you want. Just any kind of flat dish, you know, saucer that's wide enough. We sell um, food bowls in our behavior boutique on the site that are flat and they're cheap. They're like five bucks a piece and they're made from bamboo. So, they're very eco-friendly and they come in a variety of colors and they're cool. Um, You should check those out and, and they're what I would recommend feeding it. And if you don't want to invest five bucks then feed them on a flat, smaller plate. 
And the second thing is if you have multiple cats, don't feed them near one another. Don't feed them where they can see one another. And there's a couple reasons for that. Because in the wild, you know, if, if cats are hunting, if a cat gets um, catches a prey, it's not going to share it with another cat. They're very competitive for their resources and food source more than anything. So, you know, the other thing is, like, if, if you have one cat, I know in multiple cat households, there's always one cat that finishes its food first and then runs over and pushes the other cats away and finishes all their food. And, and if you have that situation going on, think about if you were a kid and you had a little brother and your little brother would reach over and steal your food, you got to where you would eat real fast so that he couldn't get your food. And that happens. Cats will tend to eat way too fast than they should be because they're worried about competition. So feed them in another room. Feed them out of sight of one another just so you don't create those you know, ill feelings within them. And again, cats are so good at hiding that stuff. People say, well, I feed them all next to each other. Seems to go just fine. Well, yeah, it kind of seems that way to us. But what's really going on the inside of that cat is not good. You know, that cat is, is not feeling comfortable about its eating. And that should not be something it has to put up with. So spread your food bowls out when you're feeding your cats. That's number five. So we talked about what to feed, food that's moist, canned food, do not feed dry. We talked about avoid in ingredient labels. We talked about how much to feed and how frequent to feed them, how many meals you break that up into, and then what to feed them in and how to feed them if you have multiple cats. And, it, and I could go on for another three hours about cat nutrition, but if you just do that, then you're going to be leaps and bounds above what most people are doing with their cats. So that's it. All right. What another great episode, Molly. And why don't you share with everyone why you do this? Well, I do Cat Talk Radio. I mean, it's not like we're getting paid to do this. It costs me money out of my pocket to keep Cat Talk Radio on the air. Um, I have a nonprofit company called Cat Behavior Solutions, and that is set up to do shelter work and to work with uh, individuals who have cats that have problems that are making them think about rehoming them, you know, peeing on stuff, destroying stuff. I also do consults with people who are just interested in learning more about what they could be doing better for their cat. But I, I do some of those real problem cases for free for low-income families who are struggling and love their cat the same way we love our cats, um, but they really could never afford to pay for a behavior specialist to come out and work with them. I'll take those cases for free. I, I do lots of research and posting and things like that because I don't want people to surrender their cats to a shelter. I've worked with big shelters and seen many, many, many of those cats euthanized needlessly. So I, I want to make sure that as many cats as possible out there stay in their home and don't get rehomed. That's that's why you do this, and and it really is um, something that we would like to invite everyone to the resources that Molly does provide. We would also like to thank all of the listeners that listen to us, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. So. Um, we are easily accessible uh, on Facebook. Uh, please go out to Facebook and like us. Um, and also take a look at some of the resources that Molly provides. 
she provides on her store at catbehaviorsolutions.org, catbehaviorsolutions.org. Uh, there's a behavior boutique, as she mentioned a minute ago, and that is an online store where she has products that will help the behavior of your cat in one way or another. And she does a great job of vetting all of that and like uh, really cool diving bowls. in to see. Yeah, like those cool bowls. <laughs> like diving cool in bowls, to see what like works. That mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of good enrichment toys on there, too, that are fun. Like these giant catnip kick sacks. They're like 11 inches long, and they're probably inch and a half in diameter. Cats get a hold of those and hold them against their stomach with their front paws and roll over on their back and just try to rip it open with their back legs. They love it. It's Those are very cool. Good enrichment stuff on there. And I keep the prices very low um, so that you can afford to take care of your cat. So, yeah, check yeah. out the store. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah, please Please do that. Uh, also, take a look while you're on the website. Take a look at some of the blogs that Molly has posted and put out there. Again, I'll mention the Facebook. Uh, please go out to catbehaviorsolutions.org and like us on Facebook. also want to mention that Molly does do seminars and speaking engagements at shelters. Uh, so if you have a shelter and or you have uh, a place that you think Molly might fit in and it's a it's an opportunity to have her come to your area and help it with you, help you do some seminars and um, she was also yeah. does some speaking engagements. Next next week, as a matter of fact, I'll be talking to the North Dallas Cat Lovers Meetup Group. And who knew there were meetup groups of cat lovers? I, I just love that. And this is a, a wonderful group and uh, I love speaking with them. So yeah, next week we'll be We'll be visiting with those folks, and uh, and there's several seminars coming up at Dallas Animal Services soon. So, if you want to be, if you want to know about those, if you as soon as you go to the website, a little pop-up window, one of those annoying ass pop-up windows will come up and say, "Put in your email address to stay in touch with us." We'll go ahead and do that, and then uh, I'll I usually send out emails letting people know when those classes are are happening. That's right. And then uh, we also do this Cat Talk Radio. Cat Talk Radio does give behavior advice and education to those who really want to make a difference in their cat personal and cat relationships. Uh, We'd also like to talk about the fact that uh, we do have a donate button on catbehaviorsolutions.org. We would encourage you to... uh, Give a donation. It's tax deductible, and uh, there you just follow the prompts in there, and you can uh, do a donation. We really greatly appreciate it, and we would like to uh, see some more interaction. So, if you're listening to this podcast, please send us an email. You can send that to Molly at CatBehaviorSolutions.org or Molly at CatTalkRadio. Yeah, if you if everybody listening today just sent five dollars to help keep this show on the air it doesn't come to me personally i there are no salaries that are drawn out of cat behavior solutions that money passes through to families in need with cats it passes through to supplies to work with cats in shelters that would otherwise be euthanized so if everybody out there just sent five dollars it would make a huge huge difference in the lives of countless cats so we sure appreciate you 
listening today and considering helping us. And um, thank you, Dewey, for co-hosting us today. And no problem. I hope everybody starts feeding their cats good stuff from here on out. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. <laughs>